where they will give birth to a new tomorrow and a new nation where the Comanche and the Tositivo will live as one forever. Prologue Texas, August 1859 As pale as fresh cream, a full moon shone against the midnight sky, casting a silver aura across the star-studded blackness. A killing moon, some called it, and tonight that seemed fitting. The screams of dying women and children rang no more, as if, like the wind, they had come to this place only briefly, and now were gone. In the distance a coyote howled, the sound rising in a mournful crescendo, then trailing off into a wail that made Hunter of the Wolf shiver. He knelt alone on the bluff, his indigo eyes fastened on the trampled ground below the promontory. Judging by the swath of hoof marks, the bluecoats had fled southeast after their attack on his village earlier that day. He clenched his hands into fists. His wife's name rang like a litany inside his head, calling out to him for vengeance. Willow by the stream had been heavy with his child. He wished he could gather his war gear and set out immediately after her killers, but he and the other young men were needed here to tend the injured and bury the dead, Soon, though, he would make war as he never had before. He would hunt down the blue coats like the animals they were and return the pain they had wrought a hundredfold. Hunter was no stranger to grief, but never had he experienced this terrible feeling of emptiness. Even as children, he and Willow had been a pair their laughter ringing across windswept grasslands. No other's hand had ever felt right in his. No other smile had made a glad song within him. He had thought to have her always at his side. And now she was gone, leaving behind a canyon within him as vast as the plains that stretched forever into the horizon. Despite everything he had done to save her, she had lost their child and slowly bled to death in his arms. Her injuries, the result of vicious and repeated rape, had been inside of her where they couldn't be seen. Up to the last, he had kept hoping she would recover. He could almost feel her spirit leaving him, see her running gracefully across the stepping stones made of stars into the land of the dead, his gut tightened as he contemplated the path she might take. She had never been good at finding her way, depending always upon him to guide her. He prayed the Great Ones held her hand to show her which direction to go. If she was all alone, she would surely get lost. The thought made unwanted tears well in his eyes. The night wind had dried her blood on his hands and buckskin breeches. 
Hunching his broad shoulders, he emitted a keening cry of sorrow that echoed in the air around him. Drawing his knife, he hacked off his mahogany hair close to the scalp. Then he lifted his razor-sharp blade and slashed himself from the outside tip of his right eyebrow to his chin. His sign to all the people that willow by the stream would live forever within his heart. His blood stained the blade crimson. He wished it were the blood of a tabebo, any tabebo. A movement to his left caught his attention, and he turned to see his mother approaching, her moccasins touching softly upon the ground as if she trod upon his grief. He made a quick swipe at his cheek, ashamed for her to see his tears. An